you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you to the big podcast in the sky. It's in the sky because it's in the cloud, and I heard that's where everything is nowadays. It's always in the cloud. Soon it will be AI, and there'll just be a robot sitting here uh, bannering out the Chris Voss Show and trying to be comedic and funny, but I will never be replaced. At least that's what I'm telling my AI overlords now, as it is. Always refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss. 14 years uh, we're coming upon in August, 1,400 episodes. Uh, it's crazy the way we're just growing the show. You can see it over on TikTok as well under Chris Voss one and the Chris Voss show podcast as well. Uh, as always, we have the most smartest minds, brilliant authors on the show today. We have Crystal O'Connor on, uh, she is the author of the book, unleash your moxie, a girl's guide to becoming fiercely bold, incredibly happy and practically superhuman. Uh, you might need a cape for this. Does it come with a cape, Crystal, the book? It, does, it doesn't, but I'm going to put that on my list. My there Amazon you go. List. You know, I don't think anybody sold a book like that on Amazon. That might be brilliant. You get a little cape that uh, you put on. <laughs> see? See? Do I get a cut of that action? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, May 1st, 2015, it came out, and she's going to be talking maybe about a future book that she's working on. So we'll talk to her a little bit about that as well. Uh, Crystal is a three-time celebrity-endorsed author. Uh, she's the creator of Moxie Entertainment. Or I'm sorry, Moxie Entrepreneur. I'm still learning to read. I'm 55. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those old eyes. Uh, Moxie entrepreneur and moxie media solutions with programs like high ticket mastery wealthy wellness academy moxie bod that's probably what i need moxie bod i've been i've had that brad pitt figure you know everybody knows uh rich fit and happy and author of alicia moxie endorsed by barbara corcoran from shark tank you may know her see she uh, does a lot of investments too uh crystal teaches women and small business owners all over the world how to create six and seven figure incomes by getting raw and moxie in business welcome to the show crystal how are you i'm very good thanks for having me here today and thank you for coming by we really appreciate it uh so give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs Sure. Well, Rich, Fit, and Happy is what I'm focused on this year because that's where I want everybody to go in terms of, of their mindset. But Rich, Fit, and Happy, it's a program, and they can go find me there. They can find me at the little at symbol on Instagram and the Crystal O'Connor. Mm -hmm. I love TikTok, by the way, so I'm on TikTok, the Crystal O'Connor. Mm -hmm. And O'Connor has got an O-R on the end, and almost nobody knows that when they search for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> they want to put E-R. You know, I, I get I mean, most most people just search for me in four letter expletives. So that's there's that. <laughs> um, so is the website then richfitandhappy.com? Yes. 
Okay, there we go. And uh, so uh, tell us about a uh, little bit about your history, your origin story. What made you uh, kind of get into the area of work that you're in? Uh, and you know what? Can you tell us what moxie means for those who are laymen? We'll, we'll lay a foundation to what that means, or at least what it means to you and, and how you motivate people with it. Sure. They used to call me Moxie and I didn't know what it was. An older man called me Moxie when I was in sales. So I went from education to sales because money, right? I had three kids in a short period of time and I did not see myself uh, successfully being a teacher, leaving my kids to be with other kids only to give all of that income to daycare. So I shifted and worked for a TV station and we I wrote commercials, I sold commercials, I sometimes did the voiceovers, and I learned a lot and worked with small business owners. So that is where I got the name. An older guy called me Moxie because that is what it takes to hit sales numbers. That's what it takes to get anything going. And it, you know, it means energy. There you go. You've got to have the energy and that gives you the confidence. The action turns into confidence. There you go. Uh, and and uh, having a moxie, uh, I'm trying to think of the definition here. It, it definitely uh, it definitely gives you a force of character, determination, or nerve, according to uh, I guess the internet, as it were. Uh, and so you kind of use this as a as a brand thing for yourself. Yeah, I did. And you know what? It started out as Moxie Mompreneur because I like alliteration. Ah. And then I switched it to Moxie Entrepreneur because I didn't think Mompreneur was something that was taken seriously back then. So I just mm -hmm. switched it to Moxie Entrepreneur. That is not where I'm um, staying because Entrepreneur is suing people that use the word entrepreneur in their business. So we won't get into that. Yeah, they think they yeah. own the word and they want to take anyone down that uses the word. Really? Wow. Yeah, I've actually stopped reading Entrepreneur Magazine because of that. Not a good, not a good thing for me to be saying. I guess. That's crazy. So, Does anyone but, still read Entrepreneur Magazine? I don't know. I don't know. Not me. <laughs> it also, according to Merriam-Webster, means energy, pep, courage, determination, and know-how. So, I mean, this is a great word. So I've done a, it is, I love it. It's, it's something that has, it just kind of stuck with me. Um, I, used to use it a little too much with my kids as they were growing up. So they do not like the word, but they're, they're coming around. They're in their twenties and they're totally getting what I am putting out or they're picking up what I'm putting down. So here's the thing about moxie and energy. I noticed that it takes a lot of energy. I noticed that extroverts um, had that advantage. Introverts don't necessarily have it. They kind of struggle with it. So I started working with a lot of different types of personalities and started to really go deeper on the subject of moxie and energy and what it all takes because as an entrepreneur you've got to do a lot of different things right you've got a lot of different departments and you got to you got to be able to shift and pivot your thinking and that does take a certain amount of energy so i thought to myself what do i have that someone else doesn't have and i tried to really um, perfect that so or not perfect it but really find where um, they were struggling and help them in that area. And there's so many ways that you can help in that area. But today I wanna to talk about Rich, Fit and Happy, which is my new podcast, but Rich, Fit and Happy will come out as a book. And the objective of Rich, Fit and Happy is to get a person or a woman or even a man for that matter, in a place, the sweet spot of um, feeling moxie. And that actually can go as deep as getting your hormones in check and your hor hormones balanced. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I noticed in my business uh, in, uh, let's see, I think it was 2013, 14, when I started noticing a lack of moxie in me. Mm 
what is going on not being able to sleep and all of these things and what it was was perimenopause and i'm sure chris you're dying to talk about women's and women's perimenopausal issues it's a fact but hormone, hormone imbalance is there's a there's a lot of talk about it because it's a big problem Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not just in bo- both men and women mm-hmm. and it's not just, and, and women talk a little bit more than men. So, so you probably hear more, you think hormones or you hear hormones and you think women, right? I think that probably is the case in most where women are talking about it. They're talking about their symptoms and uh, there is, so I, I'm going to be adding that. And then I added it into my program as a big part of the fit part. So what I've done is I've incorporated the rich part is how to make more money and how to manage it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some of it is just basics, but not so basic. There's some advanced experts in there Mm -hmm. and I'm being very selective of the experts. And then of course I'm one of them in terms of um, what I did to make more money and then what I do to manage, but the fit part and feeling fit and feeling like full of energy and moxie has to do with hormones and nutrition and mindset. So you can't just sit and manifest, um, you know, energy. However, I do talk about vision boards and I talk about writing and what that does neurologically to the brain. But sometimes that kind of power pivots or directs you to the right expert, which it has done several times in my life. And there are a lot of doctors out there and so-called experts talking about hormones. I feel like a lot of them aren't really an expert at all. So I went deep and I found someone that I uh, that that has a lot more experience and she's worked with thousands and thousands in the clinic, mm-hmm. not just have a, you know the MD behind her name or a PhD, but actually working with them one on one. And she teaches doctors this because doctors are in need of understanding it too. So here's the thing: you will lose your moxie if you don't have enough estrogen. And that might be contradictory because a lot of people are thinking that estrogen dominance is the problem, right? Estrogen has this bad name. I remember uh, watching a movie years ago, and this I think this was in the 90s. Do you remember this movie um, where it was supposed to be a comedy, but there were some uh, big names in it and they were in prison and they started a football team. Do you remember that? Uh, I think so. It was actually it was actually pretty funny, and I if I remember correctly, I think maybe Burt Reynolds was in it. Maybe anyway, I could be wrong about that. But there was this funny thing that oh. happened, and someone had gotten a hold of some estrogen, and they put it in the other team's drinks, and they were out on the field, and they were losing their moxie. Right? They were losing their moxie, and they were you know, and so it, that just like that per, that's a perfect depiction of what isn't really true for women. Estrogen, too much estrogen, yes, um, estrogen dominance can can give us a lack of moxie, but we need estrogen and higher doses than people think in mm. order to think straight. Some of us are, we start to get brain fog, we lose our, we can't function because we can't sleep. So what happens is women will start reaching for alcohol and mm. wine to relax. So they're like wired um, at night and they can't function during the day. And this is a real problem for women. And, and, and so what I started noticing was that when I would work with women, they would start to lose momentum. So I became obsessed with trying to figure out why are they losing momentum? And then why did I start losing momentum and then gaining weight and feeling exhausted and not being able to handle a lot? 
Think about it. Our estrogen is really high when we're at the point in life where we're having babies, right? And there's a reason for that because we're supposed to be able to multitask. We have the strength to manage a lot. Think about little babies, we're cooking, we're handling a lot. That's why we were given a lot of estrogen in our 20s, right? Mm -hmm. Because it helps our brain. It helps with brain fog. It helps with a lot of things, um, procreating for one. But I have learned, and I'm going to bring this expert, I won't say her name now, but I'm going to bring her expert into Rich, Fit, and Happy. She has proof and there is a lot of coming up. She's a little different in, in the way she thinks, but I love it. She thinks that menopause can be prevented, not managed, prevented. So this is something that I wanna talk about more uh, and I don't want to bring in a plethora of experts because they're not really all experts and it's confusing and a confused mind doesn't buy anything. So I was trying to be very selective in who I brought on and I'm really excited to bring her on. Mm -hmm. She teaches doctors and has for years. She's very passionate about it, but we've got to not be confused as we're going to an expert. We got to know who uh, to go to and what to look for because What's happening is there's a lot jumping, a lot of doctors jumping on the bandwagon mm -hmm. for the money part of mm -hmm. it. And they don't really know what the, they're, it's like they're throwing, they're throwing, uh, what do they call that putty on the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, <laughs> and, and what, what do people in general, I think for years, too many years, we've looked at an MD. Oh, they, they must know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Not always the case, especially this. Okay. So there's I think that. the longest yard was the uh, the movie. Was that the movie with Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Are you looking it up? I'm pretty I did sure for it. you. Was it I Burt did. Reynolds? Yeah, it was Burt Reynolds. It was the movie, The Longest Yard. At least that's what Google's feeding me. Yeah. So and here's my point in bringing that up is that mm -hmm. I remember that watching that when I was younger and thinking, oh, estrogen is bad for men. Well, too much is estrogen yeah. is just bad in general. It's been it's been given this bad rap, but. It's not true. And there was a study actually done um, that on the wrong group. So it was like, like a clinical study and it was done on the wrong group, like an older group of women that led to in the late 90s or mid 90s. It led to estrogen being bad and causing breast cancer. And it's not true. It's not true. So I want to turn that around and be a leader in that area because we've got, if we can reverse menopause, think about what that can do. It keeps us in the game longer. Mm -hmm. A lot of women don't want to be out of the game. <laughs> they don't want to be out of the game. Yeah. Not to mention there's a lot more women that need to stay in the game to make income. But not just that, to create the kind of life that we actually want and have a very happy midlife, later in life um, time. There you go. You know, I, I think when we all kind of reach our fifties, at least I did, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, we start, we start really thinking about how our, our energy, you know, like I'm drinking a cup of moxie right now, you know, it's called coffee, yeah. 1400 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. Uh, that's one of my moxie tricks. Um, but, uh, you know, I started looking at my testosterone and I think women look at their estrogen and they start going, Hey, you know, my body's slowing down. You're not producing enough stuff. You know, collagen is another thing that I've had to start thinking about, you know, your skin and, you know, you tissue and all that stuff that goes and so i've been on a journey since uh, about 45 and i th i think a lot of women do and, and people do you know we start feeling that slowdown and we're just like hey man i'm not 
they don't have that pep or that moxie, as you like to put it, yeah. uh, anymore. And so we start, you know, taking better care of ourselves, our diet, you know, our chemicals. But yeah, I, as a man, I looked at my testosterone levels and started, uh, you know, taking a look at ways to keep that up and higher. Uh, and, you know, we, I think each of us as human beings, men and women, we both have like a certain balance of estrogen and testosterone in our systems. And if we get too much of one thing, I think it's, it can be bad, but we have to keep that balance so we can keep, you know, everything working. There is definitely a sweet spot and mm -hmm. it can be, it's just a little tweaks can actually mm -hmm. get you there, but doing it, trying to do it yourself is one way. I mean, I've been there where I was just trying different things and <laughs> trying to learn different things. We're all because, Hey, you have to try. Yeah. Um, but you, I think what is even more important is if you can find an expert and know what to look for in the expert. Okay, mm -hmm. know what they're at, what they need to ask. Know um, their ex their experience with them. Like starting to ask them questions like, "How long have you been in a hormone expert? Do you even consider yourself a hormone expert? If not, you know, and if they refer you to books, you you know, I'm. I'm of the opinion that I can go and search on, for books online. I'm going to the doctor for their, their knowledge, not their telling me to go read more books because I can do that myself. So uh, there are different ways that you can apply um, hormones. Okay. So mm -hmm. there's topical, there's oral. Um, they, there are different generations mm -hmm. of hormones. Okay. So that is something to ask them. And if you're working with someone that's in, you know, still using generation two and three when there's a four and they mm -hmm. don't know what you're talking about, that is a good thing to, um, to take note of. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's these types of um, things that are really important and it's important for everybody because we're all aging and we're all wanting yeah. to feel moxie. We're all wanting that. And I, the most important thing is to not give up, you know, and that's something that, you know, I definitely have in my personality is like, I don't give up, but I want, I want, I want to get down to the root of it. And there are functional medicine doctors out there that have a lot of really good tips, but even they sometimes don't have the root cause like, or the root answer, like they say they do. There you go. So you, uh, how are health, wealth, and happiness related and how do you balance all three? Because you're talking about success in your book and, and your materials that you work with. Uh, how, do you, how do you find out how to balance all three of those so you have moxie in all three places? Well, you look at your habits, okay? Mm -hmm. And you ask yourself about your negative thoughts. Why are your thoughts the way they are? You start mm -hmm. to change your thoughts by doing certain things. And I know it sounds really simple, but it actually works. And that is you write it, you say it out loud and you visualize. If you don't see a drastic change and you find yourself going back to the negative um, thoughts, then start asking yourself why that is. Usually when you write and you say and you visualize, you will actually, I know the term manifest is overused, but you will actually start to draw to you the right teachers. I believe that with all my heart. You mm -hmm. will start to attract the answers to some of your problems. But you also have to know what you want, okay? That's really important and it's shocking how many people don't. Just like if you go to a hormone doctor, you need to know what you're wanting, like what's the outcome that you're wanting? And some people have been in a state of mediocrity or they've been in a state of tolerating what 
what they shouldn't be tolerating and not even realize it completely. So you can feel good and look good for a very long time. And you can feel really energetic about and excited about what you're doing. And if you can't do that with your, you know, doing what I, those three things that I just told you about, like taking the three prong approach, then maybe start watching um, the experts and, and that come in your, uh, come into your view, like I did. And I attracted someone that I feel like I'm actually going to start doing business with and creating more joint ventures with, because I feel like she definitely has the answer. Well, I know that she has the answer. Mm -hmm. So so start attracting what you want. Do a, just do a self-check to see, like, where is your mind? Like, if you are turning into a Karen in the parking lot at the grocery <laughs> store, it's time to ask yourself why. I mean, it could be a legitimate reason, okay? It could be a legitimate reason, or you need to get your hormones in check. There you go. Note to self, quit being a Karen in the parking lot. There we go. Why is that so popular? I almost hate the name. I have a I have a couple of friends named Karen, so I actually hate using that. And I'll never use the term. I only used it on this podcast because, you know, everyone yeah. knows Karen is these days. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I like how you talk about the balance between those three things because it's hard to develop wealth and work hard and work smart and use your brain, especially as you get older, uh, if you're not healthy. You know, I've lost 100 pounds. I've, uh, I, I intermittent fast now. You know, I've always, like you mentioned, uh, you know, look good. I always have that Brad Pitt sort of image throughout most of my life. He calls me for tips. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I started slowing down in my old age. And I was like, you know, hey, it's, it's harder to, you know, sometimes wake up and work through the day. And, you know, I had to start saying, hey, man, you got to get eight hours of sleep. Uh, we've got an eight sleep bed that, uh, make sure that I, you know, it's heated and warm. It gets me in the deep REM sleep. And like that, my whole life revolves around eight hours of sleep. Like I even saw Jeff Bezos talk about it one time. He was like, he's like, Hey man, they were like, what are your keys to success? He's like eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, what I found to even take that next, have you ever noticed Chris that you it's when you go to sleep that you get the deepest sleep. And this is what, you know, I won't, I won't hold up that one finger, but see that, that aura ring that I use started showing me that I get the deepest sleep when I first go to bed. Oh yeah. Which is like at 10. So if mm -hmm. I stay up too late, sometimes I'll do that because, you know, I have some Filipinos that at their 12 hour difference mm -hmm. and they're helping me with things. Sometimes I'll try to stay up later in case they have questions and start texting me. But if I go to bed right at 10, I'm getting the deepest sleep and I feel best in the morning. So that's a little tip. Another tip is this isn't coffee. This is actually uh, lemon water. And oh. so now I drink lemon water. It's very, oh my, it, it does actually give you energy. It oh, really yeah. So um, one of the things, I mean, there are so many tips like that, that we don't talk about enough. And there are those of us that don't give it a chance long enough, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cancer, and then and then we need to be um, maybe even kept in in um, um, check because by getting someone that's holding us accountable. Because I used to work in the weight loss field with dietitians. By the way, mm -hmm. I there aren't diet, very few dietitians I agree with. By the way, about a lot of things. <laughs> I learned that by working with them. Um, dietitians aren't going to like me saying that, I guess. But I feel like they went, they worked too closely in the medical field. And anyway, okay, so I won't get into that. But lemon water helps with inflammation. We got to get the inflammation down, mm -hmm. right? And I noticed 
when I would try to hold people accountable while they lost weight, I'd have to have them write it down and show me. And that consistency create helped create the habit. So habits make us happy. I use an app, by the way. It's the happiness app. It's, oh, yeah? Yeah. And so you create little goals for yourself. And I've tried several things. I tend to like that one. It's got little reminders. Did you get your steps in today? And then I'll adjust my schedule, meaning if I have a phone call, I'll actually take it outside. I live in Florida. and It's getting really hot here, by the way. But I'll take it outside to add to my steps. Because another thing that not everyone understands is that activity helps your hormones move around. You've got to move your estrogen around, for instance, mm -hmm. um, so that it leaves the body and it's you know circulating. And so that leads to estrogen dominance, but not in a good way. Like you need enough estrogen, but you don't want it to hang around too long, right? Because mm -hmm. it can turn into um, not so good symptoms. So you got to keep activity helps you do that. There you go. You know, I, with my intermittent fast, my pattern is, uh, we have coffee in the morning and then, uh, when I start kind of feeling kind of pangs or some buggery to maybe eat something, I have lemon water. So I have two lemons in water, uh, and there's an alkaline effect to it too. I don't yeah. know if you've studied alkaline water and, and, uh, alkalinity and the body's yes. alkalinity and, and that's what's great about lemons because my understanding is I'm not a scientist, people, so don't sue me. Uh, but my understanding is it it uh, creates an alkaline water that uh, the, al the alkalineness helps balance out your pH system in your body. Yes, that can yeah. help. Yeah. And it and helps uh, take the pains away too if, uh, if you're yes. just needing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, it goes along with the whole keeping or helping keep your inflammation down. Inflammation does lead to disease. And I think people are starting to understand that more and more now. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, and sometimes I'll, I do that, I'll do that. And then I'll do uh, a cup, uh, with a tablespoon, not a whole cup. I'll make sure I get that right of, uh, apple cider vinegar and just a little tablespoon. And then, uh, if I want to repeat that method, I'll do that throughout the day and I can intermittent fast most of the day doing that and using some salt. Uh, so it, it's, I can attest to the lemon water. It's really great for you. I, I'm glad that you're doing that. And so how much weight did you lose, Chris? I've lost over a hundred pounds. <gasps> what did, did yeah. I miss that part? Did you say that earlier? And I just missed that. I might've, but you know, there's a lot going on with the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, I've lost, I lost 75 pounds and then I gained most of it back uh, after my dog died. And then I lost a hundred pounds. So, oh. um, there's that. Um, and all through intermittent fasting and, and, uh, alkaline water with uh, the it's it's amazing and it makes you feel good and i think it's good for your liver and kidneys and yeah. just kind of cleaning all the nasty stuff out of you yeah autophagy right yeah autophagy is like something that needs to be talked about more and i know that it was a japanese guy can't can't pronounce his name or think of it at the moment but he it was pretty important what he did and a few years back he got a, a nobel prize Mm -hmm. for his research in intermittent fasting and autophagy specifically and how autophagy actually can help prevent cancer. And so go. why that those types of things are not talked about more to the general public and they're looked at as controversial kind of bugs me. That's a really important piece of information. And so autophagy is important, anything to boost autophagy and intermittent fasting does it like so much better than most anything else. Have you mm -hmm. heard that too? 
Uh, I, I haven't studied, what, what's it called? Autophagy? Autophagy, and it's just like the rejuvenation of your cells. Like your cells cleaning each each other and getting rid of any old, so it's like renewing yourself. Oh, okay, it's the renewal process. Uh, that, yeah. that, okay, I pulled it up here on the thing. Uh, I'll do some studies on that and learn about it. That's a new term. This is why we do the show, so I learn stuff. <laughs> yeah, and so the Japanese guy... I wish I could think of his name right now. The Japanese guy that did that study, yeah, he won a Nobel Prize in medicine for that. So you can Google that too. Yeah, and this is a way, evidently, I'm just kind of paraphrasing off what I'm Googling here, but evidently it helps with uh, fight cancer because it gets rid of bad cells. Yeah. So there you go. That's always good to have. So you teach in your courses and stuff uh, different ways to uh, build entrepreneurs. Uh, what are three skills you've acquired as an entrepreneur that you'd never have as an employee? That I never did. Oh, that I never acquired as an employee. Um, I think um, as an employee, um, I felt very um, more creative, and I liked, and and I was never, I never felt like a leader as an employee. Mm. And so I wanted to be a leader, and you know, I didn't know that as a kid growing up. I I felt like I was kind of like the troublemaker, and I kind of share that in my book. <laughs> Some funny little stories about you know, I went to a Catholic school, and we had nuns, and I kind of got, and I loved. By the way. I never have anything bad to say about the nuns. They never hit me or anything. So I don't, I, I wasn't from the fifties and sixties. <laughs> I grew up in the eighties. You missed but, that whole thing. Yeah, I missed it. Thank God. Right. And I even had, I had nuns that were great aunts. So I think I shared that in the book as well. Yeah. And so they, one of the things that I really um, didn't like is that they showed me habits. I didn't want to yeah. know habits. <laughs> I didn't want to understand that as a kid. Right. Yeah. But, I, but one thing that I didn't get as um, an employee is the freedom to be creative. Yeah. And I didn't rec you know, in their defense, my employer's defense, I probably wasn't showing it. I needed to show that I needed or wanted to be a leader in other ways. But that was one of the things I love to be creative. And one thing that I'll do is I'll work extremely hard when I have that freedom, when I have the freedom to come and go. And I saw that when I was in sales and I didn't see that until I was in sales. And I started getting different feedback from my employers. And that's when I thought, okay, so, I was supposed to be in sales all along. <laughs> mm -hmm. They gave me that freedom when I, when they saw I would go above and beyond with sales numbers and had great relationships with um, clients and bringing on new clients. That is, by the way, one of the hardest things to do. I talk about that and I see companies not taking care of the clients that they have. So getting new, acquiring new clients is expensive and hard. Retaining them should be easy, right? Maybe focus on that as well. Yeah. Like to tell people um so and then the third one i don't know if i should mention another i mean it, you can unless you want to tease it out and people have to contact you to find so out more free, about it freedom is obviously was like really important to me you gotta ask yourself like what's really important to me i will say that one of the most motivating things to continue on as an entrepreneur when, mm -hmm. I, when things were rough is me knowing that i was unemployable <laughs> Me knowing that if I go back to being an employee, they're not going to like me because I'm going to take over and I'm going to try to redo their systems. And some of them are just not open for that. Yeah. Some, some are, most are not. So um, more creative and I will work my hiney off for freedom and creativity. 
You know, you bring up really good points and, and some factors that I think people need to think about in business that own businesses. I've been, you know, I have the same sort of problem. I do not play well with others. Uh, I, I started my first company, 18. I've owned lots of companies since then. And, uh, uh, yeah, I could never be an employee ever and anywhere. Uh, I, I'd probably get fired in the first day because of my mouth and and but i would be in the same mode that you're in where you want to be creative you want to do stuff you want to do and and sadly a lot of employers box up their jobs as as uh you know kind of like a, a pr process manufacturing where it's like you here here you do this little activity right here in the in the process and that's all you do. And one of the things I used to teach my employees is, is the why as to how we would do things. So they would kind of look at the process and I, we would encourage them to say, you know, how can we do this better? Is there a way I can do this better? Um, and, uh, and, and companies need to do that, but they're not very good at it, especially when they're like real huge, big companies. But I think that's the real great thing about being an entrepreneur. You know, that ability that we have to create, to have a vision for something and, and constantly make things better. And you constantly have to do that as a company too. Yeah. You also have to hire and be around people that aren't like you. And sometimes um, that's not easy to do. And but when you realize that's actually really important, because if we, if we're all, you know, too many chiefs in the, what do they, what do they say that too many chiefs at the think about that like if you are the driver of ideas um and you don't do well with accepting others idea other ideas or, or you lack something you know you really need to make sure that you have that like somebody that's well grounded with an idea um i tend to think big and then those big ideas that almost get too big they need to be whittled down right to 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 actually actionable steps and that's where I need somebody that's like super hyper focused on implementation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. And yeah, that, I mean that makes a difference in in getting stuff applied. Uh, you know, it's it's my my success was I had a business partner for about thirteen years, who uh, I was the visionary, I was the creative one, I was the always coming up with the ideas, but uh, I'm really bad at repetitive tasks you know those tasks where you're just like uh you know, bored? boring as hell and he was really good at that and he could oversee people that did that where i could oversee the sales field of people who have to be creative and and to get along with people and so you're right what you said earlier of hiring people that aren't like you because you don't want a bunch of creative types you got to have somebody who does the work every now and then the hard work <laughs> right. the repetitive right. tasks that really kind of kill creativity and so uh, you're right yeah. you have to have that balance mm-hmm that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, what are some other things we haven't touched on that you talk about in your book? Well, I started, I started Wealthy Wellness Academy. And um, so I have two programs, Rich, Fit, and Happy mm -hmm. and Wealthy Wellness Academy. And Wealthy Wellness Academy is for people that are in the health and wellness field. Mm -hmm. So we're actually, um, like I had mentioned the joint venture earlier, where I brought in someone that actually teaches hormones. We're going mm -hmm. to be in Wealthy Wellness Academy. It's for doctors, uh, nurse practitioners, health and wellness coaches that want to add that mm -hmm. um, or um, want to just break away and start their own business, but they've not taken the time because they were overworked as a doctor. They've not taken the time mm -hmm. to learn all the many different systems and how to brand themselves and put themselves out there and all of the many different facets of that. So Wealth and Wellness Academy, think of it as for the, ex the doctors, experts, and then Rich, Fit, and Happy is for anyone that wants to be rich, fit, and happy in there their life. Go. 
It's important to be rich, fit, and happy. Uh, talk to us about wealth, uh, because I think that's one of the things that you talk about in your stuff is to the big lie, how rich and fit can lead to being happy after all. Talk to us a little bit about the, the money part of that, because I think a lot of people have hangups with money, don't they? They can yeah. be good for their parents sometimes. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but we've also seen changes in our environment with inflation. Um, but I mentioned the how we, we've been lied to. Um, we have been lied to. And, you know, our brains have been lied to for years because TV was really the only outlet. Mm-hmm. And programs, which programmed our minds, some of the human mind can be programmed. And that's why it's important that we be very aware of what is programming our mind because sometimes we can be programmed and not even realize it so when we look at programming our minds what was your question by the way uh the question was how, oh, yeah, how, how did money and things like that money topic okay so so we we were programmed and i don't know whoever started it we were programmed to believe that money is bad money is evil right it's the root of evil and i say it's the absolute opposite Mm-hmm. And I, as a teenager, lived in my car, and I know what it's like to not have a whole lot. Okay, oh, wow. that was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So um, I got myself out of that situation very fast, and it will never happen again, thank God. So I'm almost—I look at it as a, a little blessing in disguise that that happened. Um, and I, yesterday, I had this memory. It comes up every once in a while. I had this memory. I was, I in. I was in Naples and I looked up and I saw Merle Norman. It's a cosmetic store. Mm -hmm. And I had this whole flashback of the time that I was living in my car, but I needed a job. And I walked into Merle Norman and because they had a hiring and Mm -hmm. I was able to, I lied on the application, gave a phone number of a payphone. Remember the payphones back in the day? (laughs) And I stayed by the payphone until they called. I would just go back to that payphone every once in a while. I didn't just like sit there the whole time. But it was a very scary time. But I was able to get a job as a sales manager there. I didn't even take the job because I ended up moving. But what that did for me was prove just how resilient and resourceful I could be when I was at rock bottom. And if you are listening and you feel like that, just know, keep going, keep Mm -hmm. going, keep taking actions. And I'll never forget that experience. And, but I'm also aware that staying in that place and poverty is actually linked to bad, um, bad everything. You will surround yourself with people because here's the thing. It, it doesn't just affect where you live. It affects your mindset, mindset, mindset rather, and how you see yourself. If you stay in that place too long and you start to see yourself as somebody that is lower class, somebody that doesn't deserve, it affects your, it kills your confidence and you're putting yourself more at risk risk to stay there and start attracting more of it and more problems. There are so many problems linked to poverty. We cannot, we can't deny that, right, Chris? We can't deny that. So if you want to live a better life, You've got to do different things. You've got to surround yourself with the five people of, that have the lifestyles that you want, that are doing the things that you want. And so getting back to that lie part, I believe it is linked to so many problems. It, you cannot live the life that you truly want of health and happiness when you're living in poverty and surrounding yourself with others that are in that place. I'm going to stand by that. 
And it doesn't mean that you can't be happy with simple things. I like simple things. Are you kidding? Yeah. I actually like, I don't want to live a lot. I don't need, I shouldn't say sometimes I want, sometimes I want to just take the day off and go stay at the Ritz, which there's three of them here in Naples. But, and I could, if I wanted to, it's not necessarily what I want to do all the time. It doesn't make me so happy that I want to do it all day. I actually want to help others mm -hmm. and, being able, you've got to be able to afford helping others. Am That's I right? True. Yeah. Because you, your time, when you, when you have money, your time is valuable and, and you you sell your time. Uh, you know, uh, James Baldwin said, uh, anyone who has ever struggled with poverty knows how extremely expensive it is to be poor. Uh, okay. if you Google it, I mean, it's, it's far more expensive to be, uh, in poverty, especially when it comes to like health, health insurance, uh, maintaining your health. You know, we've had a lot of authors and doctors on the show that have talked about how, you know, if you don't do pre, uh, pre medicine, you know, pre health checks on yourself and stay ahead of the curve, it's more expensive to be on the post end of that than it is to be on the uh, front of it. So there's lots of different examples of what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you can't give back much either. Not in the way that That's you true. could. That's a really good point. You can't give back. And when you can't give back, you're just focused on trying to just survive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a really good, excellent point. Well, as we round out the hour, uh, what uh, anything more you want to tease out, uh, Crystal, on your book and, and some of the different things you do with your coaching? We've talked about your podcast as well. Uh, that, what's the name of your podcast? Let's get a good plug in for that too as well. Rich, Fit, and Happy. Rich, fit, and happy. I love the brand they're using. Is the new book going to be called Rich, Fit, and Happy? Then yeah, I think it, you it mentioned is. that, but I just yeah. want to clarify it for people who want to Google it. Yeah. And uh, do you have a uh, anticipated uh, date for release on that? Um, I am actually uh, within the next three months. There you go. And then you probably have a whole community and stuff that you built so that people can. Uh, yeah. If you look up Rich, you. Fit, and Happy on Facebook, mm -hmm. there's a group that is just starting to bud and grow, and we're gonna. I'm going to focus on those topics. So I want to teach how to make money, how to manage it, and then how to actually start taking care of yourself better. That's another thing that, you know, we talk about self-care, self-care. If you're being, if you are at a job that you don't like, which is surrounding, in, which is causing you to surround yourself with people that complain and you don't like to be around them, you're affecting yourself in so many negative ways right there. Yeah. And, and so that is something that I want to teach people. You've got to make different in, uh, income streams. That's why I started Mox Entrepreneur in 2008. I was actually, uh, I got my real estate license to work with investors. And I told that story and I've told that story several times on podcasts. What, what really changed my life almost overnight was going to a Robert Kiyosaki event and, oh, learning, yeah. about, and learning about real estate. And the interesting thing was I didn't really stick with it, meaning I flipped a couple of properties. I didn't like it. But what I did learn out of that was it was just my mindset and passive income. I learned mm -hmm. passive income. So he has this game and in that game called the rat race, um, mm -hmm. cash flow, I think, or something like that, mm -hmm. either rat race or cash flow. Um, it really is a great game to, uh, to help you understand because again, we were programmed in school to say, go get a job. Go get a degree. Okay. And that is not, that's not really the answer to it all. The answer are income streams creating more time for yourself. So that game does that. That changed everything for me. And I immediately um, 
quit. I immediately started doing what I wanted to do once I got that in my head. And many times um, in order to quit the job that you don't like, you have to focus on creating a little nest egg, right? And mm -hmm. passive income. And so that's what I teach. I teach how to create those income streams, putting, uh, setting it aside so that you can quit and shift and then taking it to the next level. So I was able to start my coaching business with Moxie Entrepreneur and do six figures in a short period of time, which I had never been able to do as an employee. And that changed everything for me. There you go. It makes all the difference in the world. So this is a great reason why people should reach out to you, buy your book, get to know you better, and work with you on future projects. Uh, give us your dot-coms, Crystal, so people can find you on the interwebs. Richfitandhappy.com, wealthywellnessacademy.com, and then Instagram is the Crystal O'Connor. TikTok is the Crystal O'Connor. And um, join me. And then you, when you get there, you can see my little links inside my link tree on my bio and my Instagram. There you go. Crystal, thank you for coming on the show and enlightening us. This has been wonderful and informative, and uh, I hope people reach out to you and get to know you better. Thanks for having me, Chris. There you go. And thanks, our audience, for tuning in. Uh, order up the book wherever fine books are sold, but only go to the fine bookstores. Stay with those alley bookstores. I had to get a tetanus shot when I was in one uh, yesterday. I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. There's fine bookstores everywhere. Please support your local bookstores. You can buy it on Amazon if you like to as well. Uh, Unleash Your Moxie, a girl's guide to becoming fiercely bold, incredibly happy, and practically superhuman who doesn't want that i think there should be a cave that sells with your book there crystal but i'll let you work on that project uh thanks to my honest for tuning in go to goodreads.com fortress chris foss youtube.com fortress chris foss uh linkedin.com fortress chris foss subscribe to the big linkedin newsletter that thing grows like a monster every day it's crazy in the big 130,000 linkedin group thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe or else i don't know what that means we'll see you next time <laughs>